Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode is going to be a two-parter. We have a part one and a part two of our season finale. Not only is it, this is our season finale for uh, our spooky stuff, because this is going to be the last two episodes for the 31 days of Halloween, but this is also going to be the last episodes of season five of the Madhouse. So it's going to be a special uh, two-part event. This first, the this first episode, we'll be talking about the animated film, probably one of my favorite films of all time, and that is uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, this movie came out in 1993. I think this is probably a good movie that transitions from Halloween and gets you kind of ready for the Christmas spirit, if that makes sense. Is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? I think it's both. You could watch this movie towards the end of Halloween, going into Christmas and everything like that, and still have that same type of uh, uh, warm, fuzzy feeling that you get when the holidays are approaching uh, everything in, uh, in between and things like that. So this movie was directed by Henry Selleck. I, I, I got to admit, for like 15 years, I thought this was a Tim Burton film. Tim Burton produced it, wrote it, and it's all created from his original animation uh, stop figure animation and things like that, but Tim Burton actually, you know, he just has the initial idea for it rather than the, um, the, uh, than the one directing it. He gets a lot of credit for it and everything like that, but, you know, at the same time, it's just a guy who, his name is attached to it rather than somebody who's actually, uh, doing the, uh, the one behind the camera. But anyway, the movie, there's not really a whole lot of people in this film that I could recognize. I know Danny Elfman is the singing voice of Jack Skellington, and I know Catherine O'Hara is the voice of Sally, and she actually does the singing, which always always kind of uh, uh, impressed me. Uh, but, but the movie stars Jack the Pumpkin King, who is, you know, the king of Halloween Town and everything like that. And he starts to become a little bit complacent doing the same thing over and over again. And wants a little change in his life. And he stumbles across Christmas Town and starts to understand the joy of Christmas and everything like that. This movie is both, it's creepy, it's fun, it's an entertaining film. I mean, I watched this movie with my kids for a long time and they actually liked it. As a kid, when I watched this, this movie would give me the creeps. Uh, for a little while, like when the Halloween stuff would happen, and then even the stuff that he does in Christmas Town is kind of crazy. I think one of my favorite characters, and I think one of the most underrated villains in all of Disney films, is uh, Oogie Boogie, and uh, he probably has one of the coolest songs in this entire, um, in the entire soundtrack. That's another thing too. It's another underrated soundtrack and everything like that. What's This is pretty good. This is Halloween is pretty good. Oogie Boogie song is actually pretty cool. I've heard so many renditions of Sally's song uh, on TikTok and, and on uh, on YouTube and everything like that. Something about this movie definitely resonates with a lot of people, you know, the millennials of the generation and things like that. And I've always felt that if a movie is good, it can also be passed down to, you know, the kids of the next generation. Like I said, I've showed my kids this movie for a long time. We tend to watch it every chance we get, and, um, uh, you know, everybody kind of seems to like it. It's got a special place in my heart, uh, because, like I said earlier, it does have that great uh, accountability of being a great transition from the end of the Halloween spirit, kind of going into the uh, the Christmas spirits and things like that. This movie is probably... Th- one of the darkest movies that Disney had ever done, because I think this was the last film that Disney had done with Tim Burton until, because it was years later when movies like 
uh, Frank and Weenie had come out, and then, uh, you know, movies like, uh, I don't really know, because Tim Burton, Burton had, at the time, in the early 90s, I guess, Burton was doing uh, the second Batman film, which uh, Danny DeVito and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, but this film, you know, it's a little bit different. Uh, this one felt a little bit different, and then Burton would go on to do his own run of movies and things like that, but he would never really do films for Disney. Movies like, um, uh, you know, movies like Frankie and Weenie, he had done before, uh, he had the ideas before back in the early 90s, even though the movie kind of came out years later. I know my kids enjoyed that one as well, um, because he did Frankenweenie, he did the live action uh, version of Dumbo, which uh, I'm not going to get into that one, but um, Burton and Disney really kind of had, you know, a, a, an on and off relationship, kind of like a love-hate thing. Uh, Henry Selleck, man, to be honest, I I was looking at the guy's IMDb, you know, he directed, um, he directed The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anything else he had done, because to be honest, he'd only done three movies, like four or five altogether, because the first one he did was the Nightmare Before Christmas, and then he later on he did the James and the Giant Peach. I don't think Tim Burton was heavily as involved with that one as he was with Nightmare Before Christmas, but that's also a pretty good movie. It still kind of has that dark undertone to it. And then in two thousand nine, the movie Coraline had come out, and that movie was just like honestly, that was dark and twisted for a long time. I uh, that movie is is severely underrated it's creepy in a way and it was the beginning of those movies that were coming out at that time with that same style of animation because i had taken my kids weren't born in i think that movie was like 2009 2010 when that movie had come out but um later on movies like uh uh, the Missing Link had come out, um, Kubo and the Two Strings had come out, that same kind of style of that, I want to say Tim Burton kind of created, that stop motion animation. It wasn't a cartoon, but it wasn't live action either. It was a little kind of stuck in between. The Nightmare Before Christmas, in my opinion, was kind of like the first step into that type of genre. Because, cause like I said, after Nightmare Before Christmas, James and the Giant Peach had come out. Disney had a lot of those shows that were coming out that not too many people watched at the time and everything like that but overall i think the idea the the animation that that stop motion animation that they created in this world was really cool frank and Winnie was a bit different because it did go it did go more towards animated like it felt like a cartoon at the time rather than it being like a stop motion animation and things like that but you know movies like Coraline, kubo and the two strings the missing link and uh, other movies like that, those kind of perfected it, and you know, further down the road. But Nightmare Before Christmas was probably the originator of that type of genre film because they don't make films like that no more. It really kind of bothers me, you know, that that type of animation really didn't really get over the way it should have. But eventually it did, and eventually um, it did kind of die out because I think the last movie that was like that, in my opinion, was Island of Dogs, which I don't think I've seen that one yet, but. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, to be honest, to this day, it still stands the test of time. You know, that movie is mm, 30 years old now, 2023, almost exactly 30 years to the day. I'm not sure the day that it came out, but I know it came out 30 years ago, 
uh, this year. So 30 years to the date that it actually came out, which is really, really impressive. It still holds up today. It's a great movie. It's a great family-friendly movie. It's got all the creeps and moans of a... Uh, of a Halloween film, but it's got all the joy and warmth of a Christmas film at the same time. It's a great movie to watch with the kids, and like I said, it's a great transition movie, as the first half is about Halloween, and the second half is about Christmas and everything like that. It's a good movie. Um, big round of applause all the way around. It's one of my favorites. I think it's one of my favorite films that Tim Burton had ever done, and that's going from producing or directing and uh, things like that. It always holds a special place in my heart. Uh, so that's definitely one you got to check out during the Halloween season. Like earlier this month when we did, uh, uh, when we started the Halloween uh, episodes this year, we started with kind of family-friendly types. We did Casper, we did Hocus Pocus 1 and 2 uh, because they came out at the end, at the beginning of the month. And it was kind of, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas definitely falls in line with those family-friendly Halloween films. You know, if you do get a chance to watch one of those with the kids, rather if you want to go kid friendly you definitely go with this you know other kid films like monster house or um uh what's another kid like halloween film uh it's like monster house probably the first one that comes to mind because that was both entertaining but kind of creepy at the same time but i always hold nightmare a nightmare before christmas i almost said nightmare on elm street <laughs> nightmare before christmas is a great film because of the simple fact that it blends two holidays together into one pretty good movie and i think it still holds the test of time i think like honestly you know like i said me and my kids enjoy it and we watch it every chance that we get uh but anyways guys that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode if you liked uh the episode be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets whether it's anchor spotify uh iheart radio apple Podcasts, google play odyssey pandora reddit wherever you get your podcast from be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets uh, Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse Twenty One. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. Like I said, this is a part one of our season of our season finale and our series finale. The Thirty One Nights of Halloween ends today, but this is also going to be the last episode, part one of our season finale for season five on the Madhouse. Two hundred and forty nine episodes. The next episode comes out later tonight. Me and the kids are going to do a little bit of trick or treating. We might go do some fun stuff in here. Uh, in a little while, but we will, but I will be recording another episode, uh, later on tonight or, uh, or it's going to drop later on tonight. I should say that I think the the last two episodes have already come 249 episodes with this one. The next episode will be the final episode for the, uh, the Halloween season, but as well as the final episode in season five of the Madhouse. And I appreciate everybody who's been on this journey with me, uh, since the beginning, see five seasons, 250 episodes. That's a hell of an establishment. That's a hell of a mark for me. And I can't wait to do 250 more. Uh, but be on the lookout for part two. Part two is going to be, uh, we're going to cut the line cut out, but we're we're still here. We're still here. The line kind of cut out a little bit, so I got to go fix that. And I think I did just fix it. Anyway, we're covering the uh, the Child's Play franchise. We're going to cover the original three uh, Chucky films, Child's Play 1, 2, and 3. We're also covering uh, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and then, of course, the 2019 reboot of the Child's Play original film, which uh kind of excited to talk about that. Now, I have to reference this now before I actually start recording that episode, but the um, 
I'm not going to be covering the Chucky series because I haven't watched it yet. Uh, even though I know it's on USA or I think it's on either, I think it's on Sci-Fi actually. I haven't started watching it. I know season two is on right now, but I don't. I'm going to ixnay that whole thing because I have not started watching it. I don't think I'm going to plan on to because um, that didn't really capture my attention. But that's going to be the uh, last episode for our uh, season, guys. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.